Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag college football. It's great news. You know, we uh, we just got done with practice and just heard about it. And Kalani leaves just a little early on Tuesdays to go and do his uh, his coach's show. And so we're actually not able to uh, tackle him and, and uh, congratulate him. I mean, that's just total elation throughout the whole team. The boys were cheering when they heard. Obviously, they, they love him as a head coach. We love him as coaches. And you no know, Cougar Nation loves him, too. And it just uh, means a lot you know, to him for us to have him for, for that long. And, you know, the administration showing the belief in him and, and the direction that the program's going. So totally, uh, totally excited about that. Elijah Tuiaki, BYU defensive coordinator, talking about the contract extension for Kalani Sataki. Got an extension a couple years ago through 2023. Now he's got one through 2025. Tack a couple more years on. PK, we've seen a million times that schools and coaches who want to get around contracts can get around contracts, but nonetheless, it does carry a little bit of weight. But coming off an 11-win season, you can't be that surprised. I think it's extremely uh, great news for BYU, as uh, Tuiaki said. I think it's some form of symbolism is that we believe in him. You know, who knows what's going to happen if some Pac-12 team comes calling and wants to double his salary. BYU relishes like a pig in mud that they're so happy to say we don't uh, get in that arms race so they could lose him. But you can't control that. What they can control is them giving an opportunity to show security and tell people in the community, hey, we support this guy, and tell recruits we support this guy. And so all that stuff, that's what they can do right now, and they did it. And I think it's very positive news for BYU. Very, I, I, I couldn't be happier for the guy because everybody loves him. There's no doubt about that. And I think he deserved it. You know, they gave Mark Pope an extension after one season. And so Kalani's got the program going in the right direction, and he's got an opportunity for anybody who doubts that to prove them wrong and show them this season. Apparently it's time for extensions because BYU is not the only team with news. Texas A&M finalizing a new contract extension for Jimbo Fisher. His average salary will now move to $9 million, according to reports. He's entering his fourth year at Texas A&M. He originally signed a 10-year, $75 million contract when he left Florida State to go to AM. So this bumps the deal back up, so he's got 10 more years. It's now running through 2030, and it's worth more than $90 million. He's now the second-highest-paid college coach behind Nick Saban. That's a ton of cash. But it's the Jumbo's SEC. Jumbo's now Jumbo. Yeah, right. Jumbo! <laughs> Nebraska's home sellout streak remains intact. They've got their money game with Fordham. That doesn't sound like a great experience, but a couple of boosters went in and bought up the remaining tickets, and it's going to a new uh, program Nebraska started called the Red Carpet Experience, which provides tickets and a small meal to children in eighth grade or younger. So you've got some kids who normally wouldn't be able to go to a game, and they're going to send them to a game and keep their sellout streak intact for now. So what is a small meal? One dog, one hot dog, and a small <laughs> soda. Not a big one. Do you get a you get a bun? Small one. Sure, you get a bun. <laughs> you might even get access to ketchup and mustard, but pickle relish is a step too far. Onions, please. Uh, well, 
This kind of reminds me of uh, the play, play uh, consecutive play streak, uh, game streak, I'm trying to say. I yes. AC Green had one, and he got popped in the face or something. Yep. And, and yep. so uh, he came up here. Had a broken like, nose Phoenix, or a cracked cheekbone. He, he started the game and then came right out. I mean, it gets a little silly. Yeah. Ohio State quarterback Quinn Ewers has signed a name, image, and likeness deal with GT Sports Marketing for $1.4 million. It runs for three years and is in exchange for autographs. So that's a little bit of the roll of the dice there by GT Sports Marketing. See if people want his autographed memorabilia. I guess if he's one of the all-time Ohio State greats. Somebody in well, as well, but you know, I was thinking about this because these quarterbacks bounce around, and oh, no. Burrow didn't play there, so he went to LSU and blew up in number one pick, and and the kid last year is with the Beer Bears, Fields, what was he with Georgia, and then he moved over, uh, JT Daniels now over there from Georgia to SC to Georgia, so they bounce around a little bit. Now I don't know anything about GT Sports. Is that local? Because does this commit him? I was wondering, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday when I saw the story. If it's a local thing, does a kid then think twice about transferring? Now, the rest of the players, except I don't know that it applies, because if you're getting a deal, like we've got some guys here that we've hooked up to the station on our show, Samson Deku and Nick Ford. Well, we did it because obviously they're playing. And they've got they solidified their spots. I don't know if Nakua is going to be a starter, but he's going to play because receivers you play multiple during the course of the game. The quarterback, obviously, it doesn't be a blight to that situation. So will it keep quarterbacks in place if they have a big local deal? And I guess the other thing with these contracts, and it doesn't really matter if it's this contract or if it's the coaching deals with BYU and Texas A&M or anybody else for that matter. If you don't see the contract, you know, what is guaranteed? Are there outs in there? I mean, they can announce this big contract, and that sounds great. But if he doesn't win the starting job, or if he doesn't play a certain percentage of the snaps, is the company covered because the money goes way down? You know, if you're not reading the contract, there's all kinds of stuff that could be in there. Well, he's not going to start. He didn't win the job. Uh, Stroud, I think he's a redshirt freshman, got the job. And the other, Miller's uh, another kid who's in the running, and he's a redshirt freshman. This kid just got there the other day because he blew off his senior year in high school. So who's to say he even sees the field because he's got everybody, the three three of those guys anyway, are all basically in the same class. Yeah. And the money may not be spread evenly. Three years, $1.4 million. It may be fifty grand the first year, and the money's backloaded. And if he doesn't get the job, there's a chance to get out of it that – there could be all kinds of stuff in there. And this is why he left high school, because Texas didn't have anything available for high schoolers, I guess. So he left to go to Ohio State early so he could cash in. So making the money. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Jacksonville Jaguars coach Urban Meyer said he and the GM, Trent Baalke, took a player's vaccination status into consideration during final roster cuts. Quote, everyone was considered. That was part of the considerations, production. Let's start talking about this. And also, is he vaccinated or not? Can I say that that was a decision maker? It was certainly in consideration. Meyer's comments didn't go over well with the NFL Players Association. Uh, They've led led us to an open investigation. Apparently, there's a deal between the Players Association and the NFL, and I don't know. I think there's a little irony for a guy who has uh, <clears throat> spun the truth on multiple occasions and 
talked about core values while 27 guys were getting arrested down there at Florida and had the stuff at Ohio State, too. And now he tells the unvarnished truth, PK, and we got an open investigation. Well, I don't think it's singular to him. As soon as the Cam Newton thing came out, there was thoughts yep. about that, too. Yeah. So, I mean, he's Urban Meyer's not in a unique position here. I think this was inevitable. I don't know what the rules are. I don't know how that works. I don't know any of that stuff, but I do know that they're going to look into it, and they're probably and he's he's not going to be the only one. I believe you were correct. Texans' initial 53-man roster has Deshaun Watson on it. Team retain, remains intent on keeping him on the active roster for the duration of the season as he deals with 22 active lawsuits. So that continues on in Houston. Cut down day in the NFL. Any of the uh, local names surprise you one way or another? Surprised a guy made a roster or surprised a guy didn't? And this takes a while to shake out, so I don't want to say anything definitive about people's career with practice squads and then an injury week one and someone could be right in there. So you never know. I was shocked. Each and every one of them. (laughs) Okay, fine. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Rajon Rondo laid out why he thinks the Lakers can get back to the mountaintop and win the NBA title, telling reporters, wisdom is definitely key to winning a championship. And we have a lot of that, obviously, with the agent experience on the court. I'm most excited about not being the oldest guy on the team anymore. I'm actually about fifth oldest now, so that's a big step for me. Going from two months ago, I'm one of the young guys now. <laughs> At 35 well, years old. No matter what age he is, he still can't shoot. Well, that does seem to be a factor. But, I mean, he's 35, been in the league this long for somebody who can't shoot. Good for him. Yeah, and he's been deep in the playoffs and won a title in Boston a long time ago. So. I think he won one last year, too, didn't he? On the Lakers last year? I believe you are correct. Yes. I know I am correct. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. A swing and a miss. A delayed double steal attempt. Throw to the play. It is The 2 2 to Toro. Swung on and belted. Deep to right center field. This one going back, going back. Grandma, get out the right bread and mustard. It is grand salami time. Abraham Toro with a grand slam. Abraham Toro with a grand slam off. Kendall Graveman, the player he was traded for last month. That is an oddity right there. And the Mariners, those are the only runs in the game. The Mariners beat the Astros 4 to nothing. I know for me, you know, traditionally it's uh, pastrami and rye. I always tell them to change it. I do not like rye bread. Haven't liked it since a kid. I don't like chocolate mint. I don't like rye bread. You don't like chocolate mint what? Anything. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm with you, you on the it. rye bread. I'm, I'm, I'm no go on the rye bread. Sourdough or wheat? I'm pretty narrow there. I don't know what the, what's going on with the pumpernickel French. thing. I don't even know. Oh, pumpernickel. I can take no. it. No. But not rye. Rye, to me, is on the same level as mint. Don't like it. You also heard Shohei Otani stealing home. Angels beat the Yankees 6-4. Yankees have now lost four in a row after that big win streak. Look out. Angels get the win, and Shohei Otani is just living the dream. He hits tape measure home runs. He's an excellent pitcher, and now, you know, just for kicks, he's stealing home. Well, it was a double steal. They they went to second, and the throw was uh, down, and they threw down. 
back to the plate, and he's so long. You know, he's six five, right? So he was. It was a cool slide. I've seen it fifty times already. I've been up since four o'clock this morning, and I mm-hmm. saw it last night anyway. But uh, yeah, where he takes his right, his left hand as he's moving away from the base and able to get there, and he's so long that he can reach the plate. It was a heck of a slide. And, you know, he uh, speaks Japanese, uh, a little bit of English, but he does the uh, with the interpreters. And it was funny because it's a universal sign. So he pops up from the slide and gives the safe sign. <laughs> so there we saw it. And it was great. It was a great play, no doubt about it. And it's been highlighted because he is he's a phenomenal player. And I was thinking about this, you know, all this stuff with the races and going on and it's, it's a country divided. It's not that sports doesn't have a problem because everything has there's a, there's an issue everywhere. But at the same time, sports is pretty good about accepting people no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, and as long as you're a great player. I mean, look at it, man. Here he is, this Japanese kid, and he is as hot as can be in our country, right? And certainly we've had it over a number of years with with uh, like Pedro Martinez, David Ortiz, whomever it might be, uh, coming from another country and just being superstars and being so just completely and totally embraced so a little bit of a hope here in you know some issues that have obviously been in the news for so long now and it's continuing to be rightly so but that we can appreciate great play no matter what you look like or where you're from we do love winners and the dodgers win again do we love the dodgers though some of you do. You got ties going back. You rooted for the Dodgers since they were in Ogden with a minor league team and Lasorda was managing there. Or you just moved up from L.A. In Southern California transplants. Dodgers are doing it, PK. The charge that people have waited for all year. They beat the Braves 3-2. The Brewers beat the Giants 6-2. So the Dodgers inch within a half game of first place. Yeah. The Giants got down. That game was on FS1. And I watched a little bit of it. And they didn't have the magic. Had runners at the corners in the sixth, couldn't get the big hit. Had a couple on in the seventh, couldn't get the big hit. Don't forget the leadoff double by Wade to start the game. I wasn't with it early in the game, sorry. I was. You're the man. I am not the man. I've never been the man. Certainly not in some areas. I'm far from it, but I happened to be watching that because I was looking around. It's just, I mean, there's no college football yet or NFL, so baseball's what we got, and I'm totally fine with it. So I did watch that, yeah. Uh, I think for the Dodgers, uh, yeah, it's good news, bad news. You know, because at the same time, their payroll's off the charts compared to everybody else. You can go look it up. Uh, so they should be good. And, and, and you know, you got the Rays over there in, in uh, the American League East. They have a low payroll, low attendance, and you can feel good about them because they're doing it with smoke and mirrors somehow, and they're doing it through the acumen of the administration in the front office of the Dodgers. And, they got great crowds. They've got just billions of millions of dollars they put out there. And they should win. And they're getting guys back. You know, if Seager's been out for a good while, he's back now. And Buki Betts has been out of the lineup. He's back now. So, yeah, there's a reason. They're really good, but they pay to be really good. <laughs> 266, almost $267 million in the payroll. The Yankees at $203 million are the only other team over 200. So... Yeah, and between them, that you know, a sixty million dollar gap between the first and yep. second place. Can yes. you imagine between third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and so forth? Uh, when you get down to eleven, the uh, or even the Giants, who are tenth, are one hundred sixty-one million. So the Dodgers are outspending the Giants by one hundred and five million, and the Giants have the tenth biggest payroll. They're in the top third of Major League Baseball, and that's a staggering amount of difference there, yep. right there. 
Uh, and mentioning the Rays, they beat the Red Sox. So they're eight up on the Yankees. They're ten up on the Red Sox. They are feeling good as we start September today, September 1st. And the A's have now moved within a game of the Red Sox. A's keeping those wild card hopes alive. They beat the Tigers 9 3. Mm-hmm. B's were swept by the Tacoma Rainiers. Lost in 12 innings, 3 2. B's open a six game set in Sacramento tomorrow night against the Rivercats at 8 o'clock. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up this morning. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, joins us at 8 o'clock. And Mike Luke, Arizona Wildcats pre- and post-game host on 1290 AM in Tucson and host of Lockdown Wildcats, joins us at 9.05 to look ahead to BYU and Arizona. Saturday night, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.